Welcome back, everybody, to the second episode of Front Yard Socks. Thank you for everyone who tuned in to the first ever episode. Uh, love talking Red Sox. We're back here for episode two. Today, we're talking about the Baltimore series and game one of the Minnesota Twins, as well as some more deadline stuff. And I'm joined by my co-host, Sam Greenberg. Sam, What's up? What's up, man? Let's, uh, let's, let's get this thing going. Yeah, let's go ahead and dig into it. All right, so we're going to start really quickly. We got to go over the Orioles series. Um, starting with game one, Porcello threw six innings, pitched very effectively, um, and then the Red Sox had the bats going, uh, Benny drove in two runs. JD drove in another. Moreland drove in one, and JBJ also drove in a run. Sox won five three. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that game? It was a pretty good game. Uh, like I was saying, Porcello was having uh, Porcello's having a great year so far overall. Uh, kind of like I don't even want to say dark horse because you can't really call someone that had twenty two wins last year a dark horse, but. The, the uh, year, uh, 2016, 2017, he was kind of trash. But was it? Was it okay? My bad. Yeah. I thought it was 2017 at yeah, 22. Yeah, no, 2016 was the year he put up 22 wins and beat Verlander out for the AL Cy Young. Yeah, that's, okay, and, yeah, you're right, but, you're right. Uh, it was a strong game, though. I like I said, I'm still wanting to see people going to the seventh inning, like we were talking about last um, last podcast we had, because I mean, he had 90 pitches. It would have, he would have had 90 pitches going into the seventh. Um, but that's just Alex Cora, again, keeping our guys healthy. So, I mean, you can't really complain there. Um, the bullpen, once again, the bullpen just didn't look that good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's – if you want a bullpen to fall apart, you want it to fall apart in late July so that your general manager has a chance to go out and actually make some moves. Um, and that's kind of what we're seeing. Um, I've been I've been very impressed with Brazier so far. He's yeah, he had a he had a good game. Yeah, I think he, yeah he he came in and pumped some strikes. Yeah, he had thirteen or nineteen pitches, thirteen strikes. Uh, he struck out two. The other out was that crazy catch, JBJ Rangers back. Yeah, I saw that. You, oh yeah, yeah. You can't. And I was having this conversation with somebody earlier, but even though. Jackie Bradley isn't having the best of offensive years. I mean, he's come alive, you know, the past month or so. Uh, but you can't knock on him because his just defensive ability is is through the roof right now. He, yeah. someone that could cover that much ground out there. He was what he was was he, he was literally at the wall, jumping up and making a catch. It was easy for him. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's one of those guys that a ball gets hit off the bat, and you see it going towards center, and you're like, okay, wow, that ball smoked. But you know that he's gonna at least get a good jump and try and make a play on it. Um, that's something we've seen consistently from him. Um, it seems like one every every series we have at least one home run robbery or just amazing outfield grab from one of our players, whether it's Bradley or, or Betts or even even Benintendi sometimes flashes the glove here and there. Yeah, Benny's, 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 good for like, Benny's good for like five or six amazing catches a year. And then he's also – I mean, him, him and Bogarts, it's funny because there have been – I think Benny's got like eight <sighs> – this this year um he's like up there in the majors and 
it's like he he always fields the ball and seems like he's throwing it really effortlessly to Bogarts, who then just guns it home. And he just like they always seem to they're just hitting their cutoff. Benny's hitting the cutoff guy. Bogarts is shoveling it home, and there always seems to be a play at the plate, which is something that is just. I mean, it comes down to spring training, and it just comes down to really. Yeah, plus you know, Benny's not going to have a lot of opportunity to make any kind of crazy flashy plays anyway. Playing eighty-one games at Fenway and left field, there's not a lot of room to yeah make those types of plays in the first place. But um, back to Porcello, Mookie's got the Savannah out there by himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Bradley's got the the triangle out there that. I swear, I, I, that dude covers so much. I would love to – you know how they used to do those uh, – do they still do those sports sciences with uh, athletes? Yeah. You know I'm, what I'm talking they, about? Wait, what's – that guy's name was like John something. He was he was hilarious. Like some like reality TV host kind of, kind of gig. Yeah, I would love for them to have Jackie Bradley and just do the science on the ground he covers from the pop of the bat. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, Back to Porcello, though. Can we can we see talking about Porcello? Or you want to yeah. go to Workman because Workman um, just well, kind of ticks me off. Yeah, no, we'll 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 hit Porcello um, first. Uh, I just want to talk about his season so far. I mean, I had it in there. He's averaging six innings a start. You know, he's averaging a quality start over twenty one games, which is absolutely incredible. Yeah, eight and one, eight and one on the road. I think he's um, what what's what is that like four and three at home or four and two at home or something like that. So he's not the best at home, but um, he's a free agent in 2020. So I didn't know what you thought about re-signing him. I think we have him right now at, I want to say, 80, 84 million over four years. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's he's one of those guys that you look at where he is in his career. And he's the, – the thing about him, Porcello's game is throwing strikes. And he's had a couple starts this year where he's walks a lot of guys. He doesn't really have his command in the start. You see it early. He gave up eight runs at a start in June, uh-huh. um, which was obviously really tough. But with Porcello, um, he's one of those guys that, thankfully, he's not in a position to get a huge contract because he will be up there in age uh-huh. by the time he's a free agent. Uh-huh. Um, so if he's a good 2019, I can see the Red Sox re-signing him for a couple years, um, probably average around $18 million, which would be – He'd probably slide to a four starter at that point, but if you're given a four starter who's effective and throws strikes, that kind of money, I think it's definitely something that's. Yeah, he's he's pumping straight. Yeah, 121 strikeouts in 122 innings and 32 walks in 122 innings. Yeah. So I mean, I like the guy, but also, I I was just thinking this. You know, would you rather, you know, kind of see how this year plays out, and then look at maybe dishing them off for a high amount because our, our farm system, like we talked about last week, is so depleted. We need to get some prospects back in there. Yeah, so, I mean, the thing is, if the Red Sox are going to make an offseason move for a pitcher, it's going to be signing – it's going to be scrapping sales contract and signing some dude for – signing him for, for big money because he just mm-hmm. it. Um, but – so, I don't think they're going to go out and get somebody. If the Red Sox are going to contend next year, which it sure looks like they're going to, then I don't think they're going to deal him. Um, if they have a bad season, he's definitely someone who could be dealt at the deadline. I don't even want to think about next year. I think there's a lot. Yeah, right. Done this year. I don't even know why we're thinking about next year when we're the MLB, but that's just my mindset right now. I keep thinking, I keep thinking about our farm system, man, and it, it does not look pretty solid. right it's, now. <laughs> it's going to come around. We've got our draft picks um, have been phenomenal. Um, Cassis and Decker are both hurt. Unfortunately, they got hurt mm-hmm. in the Grapefruit League. Um, which is kind of a bummer. 
Uh, we signed this guy in the 11th round or 11th round pick, Nick Northcutt out of Ohio, who um, is – I haven't heard yeah, about he's, him. He's been really good. He's hitting over 300 in the Grapefruit League so far. Um, he's been playing really good ball. Obviously, he's 18 years old still, um, so he's young. Same with Decker and, and Cassis. Um, and then Durbin Feltman um, has struck out, I think, 18 guys in 19 innings, 18 guys in 18 innings. Um continues mm-hmm. to dominate. His whip is below one. Um, and he's one of those guys that, I mean, we could see him up in the majors. I wrote an article about him a couple of days ago. We could see him up in the majors um, as soon as this year, looking to bullshit the bullpen. Those, those 98, he's got a really good slider. Um, so oh, the, wow. uh, the young guys are really coming through. This year's draft was really productive for the Red Sox. Um, Bobby Dahlbeck, a second baseman for the Salem Red Sox, has had a phenomenal year. He's got the third most homers out of any minor league hitter. Um, any level, um, any team. So he's been playing phenomenal. He'll he'll shoot up the rankings for sure. And then we'll see uh, Jay Groom coming back from TJ some point next year, and hopefully Cap mm-hmm. yep. having a bounce yep. back year after the 80 game PED suspension. So the Red Sox farm system, which right now looks very bleak, actually has a lot of hope for some team for a team that's contending and dealing prospects. Uh, even though we don't really have that many. Obviously, the Steve Pierce trade was amazing. We didn't really get that much. Yeah. Um, trade of the year. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how Evaldi um, plays out. We'll get to him a little bit later. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, we gave up Jalen Beeks. Obviously, that'll be a talking point as well. Um, but the farm system for, for what's going on, um, I think it's actually underrated um, in many aspects. Um, so that being said, Brazier, another young guy, Hard throwing righty had a great, great yep. inning again. Uh, he's had a couple of good outings his past past couple of I games. Mean, he's, he's yet to give up an earned run in the majors. Yeah, yeah. So there, you can enjoy that right there. Yeah, uh, Workman came in, gave up two earned. He's been pretty good this year. Um, he actually got set he's. Uh, I I went and looked at his. I went and looked at his his game log this year, and overall, he looks good, but. If you kind of tally up, you know, his stats over the year, even though he's come, he's allowed 15 runs this year over 18 innings. 50, 50 Does that runs sound right? No, because he's got a 289 ERA. I don't think a lot of them are earned, though. I, well, you got to remember, he, he's coming in out of the pen, so he's working with people on base already. Mm. Yeah, so the ERA looks low, but he's actually allowed 15 runs over. 18 innings and I think the same with like hits like 15 hits over 18 innings and it's kind of not what I want to see with a guy because he's usually coming in the eighth right before Kimbrell yeah but he had but the thing is he had a stretch of like I think he had a stretch of like six to eight games or six to nine games where he didn't allow nothing at all and he was hot but these past couple of games he has not been you just don't want to see that especially when what Porcello comes in throws a dime of a game, they're up 5 nothing. Then Workman comes in and allows two off the bat. And then even Kimbrell came in and allowed one off the bat, too. Yeah. So. Obviously, Kimbrell, not someone we're worried about. Um, so, Red Sox take, no, Red not Sox at all. take game one, 5-3. Um, All-around good game. They chased Gosman early thanks to a big fifth inning. Um, Moreland looking like a four-year-old with his shaved beard. Yeah, he looks not, weird. Not a fan. He does look. Wow, this dude, a baby face, and it makes a lot of sense. Because with his beard on, he looks like one of those uh, those husky guys that you know puts the 
camo on every day and goes hunting for his food. Yeah, he's like he's like an Evan Gaddis character. Yeah, Mr. exactly. Mr. Mr. Steak and Potatoes. Um, yeah, right. Shaving the beard, bold strategy. But um, it clearly it worked because he went yard. But has Gosman had a good year so far? I feel like I look at somebody's. Was either Gosman or no? I mean, it, it, no one on the Orioles is having a good year. No, no, no. I'm I'm telling you, I looked this up earlier. The the wins and losses don't don't you know you know how wins and losses can be sometimes. They don't really depict what a guy is doing in the league. Yeah, I mean uh, that's a, that's a that's a big argument now. Um, Kevin Kevin Gosman's got a four five four ERA. Okay, it wasn't him then. I was looking at somebody else. I don't know who it was. I, it was a pitching matchup I was looking at, and it, they they really had a under the radar great year. It yeah. might it might have been today's uh, matchup with uh, you know it was today's matchup against the Twins with Gibson, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So rolling into game two, um, Red Sox got on the board. Uh, thanks to a Dumbo Dong from the man himself, JD, his <laughs> 31st of the year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or, sorry, yeah. sorry. His was his 30th of the year. He'd had yeah. uh, going yard again that game. Uh, Pomerantz, I, I'm, I'm ready to just book him a one-way ticket to, like, Argentina or, or – He has had a really just bad him, year. Just send him and his wife on his way. <laughs> he has had a – and that's another thing I was going to, you know, with Porcello too. Um, what do you think about, you know, Pomerantz? So Pomerantz had an amazing year last year. Yeah. And this year he's kind of coming off injury, but he's had, he hasn't had the best of starts, obviously. I think he has like a seven ERA right now, I feel like. Six, nine, one. Six, nine, nine one. one. Yeah. Average, he, he got nine starts, four innings per start, basically. Do you think about – trading him and trying to get some prospects for him or even before the deadline pushes, get somebody out of your pin, but you really don't, it's hard to push somebody out that last year was an absolute stud. Um, Yeah. I mean, I see him, if he's going to continue to have a role in the Red Sox, it's going to be out of the bullpen. Someone as an inning eater in innings eater in the postseason. Um, I, I don't, I don't trust him at all to start. Cause with, with him, with him coming back, you know, Brian Johnson's going back to the bullpen. And Brian Johnson's been throwing amazing lately. Yeah, so that's that's the thing is um depending on Erod's recovery track and how Evaldi pans out, um, we could see Pomerantz getting cut. I think that you're right. If there was one candidate for the Red Sox to trade, it might be Pomerantz. The thing is, I mean, you're selling as low as you can with him. Um the stat line from Tuesday night, one, two thirds, six hits, four earned, two walks, four strikeouts. Um, he didn't even look all the way healthy either. I, I was watching it. He didn't he he just doesn't look the same. I don't know what it is. He I don't even think he's ready to come back yet. It's his it's his velocity. I mean he's he's just lost it. I don't know if it's mechanical, um, or if it's just age, but I got in some argument with the guy over Twitter and he was he was like, Oh yeah, like Pomerantz will be back. He'll be back throwing 91, 92, and he averaged like 87.6 miles an hour on his fastball. He hit 89 once when he let one fly. I think like um, I think it was maybe like Danny or like Trey Mancini's head, and I was like, yeah, no, this is it for him. Yeah, he looks so – and then it, it, it's so hard to – it's so hard to let him go too because like he went 17-6 and six last year, you know, had a 3.3 ERA. He was a baller. 
And now this year, he's got nine starts and he's got a six nine one ERA. It's absolutely it's. I don't even know what that. And I think that one win he had was early in the season too. I think it was against the Yanks where he pitched like a two one ball game. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like at this point, if he's if he's gonna have success, he's gonna really need to command the strike zone because he just doesn't have the stuff. He sort of is just a spinner over the plate, ready to get. Ready to get ripped. Um, so what do you do with him if his next start sucks? Send him to the bullpen. Send, and then it, if you're sending him to the bullpen, you keep Brian Johnson as a starter? Uh, Yeah, yeah. You keep Brian Johnson as a starter until Erod gets healthy, and then you look at sending down um, one of the guys in the bullpen. Um, probably put Joe Kelly on the DL. Oh, my for, God. Or back uh, – <sighs> Back strain, fuck, I don't know. Some sort of fluke injury. Uh, um, because Joe, Joe Kelly, Kelly is awful. What is going on with that dude? Place, Joe Kelly came in and gave up three earned runs. His ERA in that game, his ERA is now at 479. And um, he, I think he's got a whip of like 2.8 in the last 10, 12 appearance, appearances. Um so well, here is Joe Kelly Joe from the Kelly. beginning of the season pumping a hundred like he was a closer. Let me go look. No, Joe. Yeah, no, Joe. I mean, he still pumps a hundred. His hundred. It's everywhere though. Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. Um, he's gonna need to like he's uh, again needs to boost his testosterone somehow, some way. I said we send him to Spain, let him run with the Bulls. <laughs> Over his last five appearances. One, two, three, four, five. Over his last five appearances, he's allowed eight runs. Yeah, that's not so. Yeah, good. no, it's absolutely awful. Eight runs and and, and mixed in. And those are all earned runs. Eight. And mixed in there is that game in Detroit where he got out of a bases loaded jam. So my my theory early on when he started to sort of go downhill was that it was a lack of use of him in the month of June because the Red Sox went on that huge winning spree and they weren't winning games. They weren't winning close games. They were winning games. Yeah, by... they were, they were, the bats were stupid, that, that that stretch. Yeah, so, I mean, he – I just don't think he had enough – I think he sort of got cocky. Maybe he got complacent. I don't really want to put that on Joe Kelly because I still think he's a dog. Um, yeah, because but... he, was, he was coming in the beginning of the year and it was like – it was it was, it was was what he was doing. He was getting the eighth inning, and he would go in there and throw 100 miles an hour at your freaking face, basically. Or, you know, not at your face, but down the pipe. You know, he didn't care. He was going to blow it right by you. And and, yeah. and people weren't hit, people couldn't hit the freaking ball. He didn't have, okay, one, two, three, four, five. Over his first 15 appearances, not one run. Yeah, after, after the Rays game where he blew up opening day. Yeah, no, he was yeah. uh, he was awful. That yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's we're, we're we're seeing opening day Joe Kelly. We're seeing Joe Kelly with the yips right now, <laughs> and that's that's something that's that's brutal. So when do you start bringing him? In the, I mean, because he's a liability now. Bringing him, trying to bring him in the I eighth inning, he's a liability right now. Um, the hope is tomorrow the Red Sox beat up on the Twins early, give Chris Sale some run support, and you bring Joe Kelly in for like the seventh. And just let him pitch to hopefully the bottom of the order. Because I don't want to see, see him against the Yankees next week. 
No, no. I think the Red Sox will make a move for a um, for a reliever by the time the Yanks roll into town, which is obvious because they play two against the – Yeah, they had that uh, little mini-series. Yeah, two against the Phils at home. I mean, the big, the nice thing is we got a ten game homestand right now. Um, the four, the four game series against the Yankees is um, interesting because I think that we're going to see the Red Sox take um, three or four. But a four game series means that a two two split is very plausible, which is in our favor because the more games we can put off um, the Yankees for the better um, chances we have of winning the East. I, uh... Regardless, I, I think I think Joe Kelly, if he doesn't find his mojo in the next couple of days, stick him on the DL, let him go, just watch film all day and throw yeah. um, behind behind closed doors. Um, his ball is just flat right now. Like, it's it's a freaking beach ball. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing is that um, I think with <laughs> – with with Joe Kelly's, he gets now he gets behind the counter. He, he even he either throws that spinner over the plate or he throws ninety eight right down the dish and it just gets rocked. Um, who pitched for the Baltimore that day? Ramirez, yeah, Ramirez. He had a terrible day too. But then again, uh, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't terrible. Um, he gave up. Uh, yeah, he gave up three and five. Yeah. I mean, but all, all all on solo shots. Yeah, you know who played awesome this series was freaking Shoop. Scope. Scope. Shoop. Whatever. Shoop. Shoop. <laughs> it's like that Kanye Shoop. song, Shoopity Doop, or whatever the fuck it is. But uh, Poop did he poop? Did he poop? Yeah, that was poop the worst, stupidest song I've ever heard in my entire. I actually think I think that song's a, I think that song's a banger. I fuck heavy with that. Oh song. my god! What Ben? Really? Yeah, no, that 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 whole sample of that song was awesome until he decided to open his mouth and and say poop. <laughs> he, he no, it's um, it's uh, it's it's like it's like this next verse though. This yeah. next verse though. Yeah, no, I don't even know. Scoop diddy whoop. Kanye is on some sort of like acid from outer space right now. No, dude, Kanye is just like Kanye's just like I can put out music and it doesn't matter because people listen to it and none of his songs are any I mean like graduation's one of the greatest rap albums. Yeah. Is that like a California thing? Y'all are really in the freaking nope. Kanye? <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Y'all smoking that really good weed out there? Nope. Whatever. <laughs> not not a California thing. <laughs> but yeah, he um, had an awesome series and he's had a he's had a terrible season so far. I think he's in like 235 he hasn't done nothing compared to his past couple years yeah no he's been he's been a dangerous hitter that's someone that that it like definitely puts baltimore in a tough spot because that's someone that a team knows can do some damage um and but they still probably have i don't know the numbers but they still probably have three years of control over him and he's young so obviously you're not gonna go and and sell him at the deadline because him and Mancini are two guys you can sort of build around if they were to build around anyone. Um, but he's oh no, he's they they only have him for this year. They he just he this year he signed a one year eight and a half million, so he's a free agent next year. That's bizarre then that they're not shopping him, especially for the demand for middle infielders. Yeah, and but he has he's he's um he he's had a rough year. 
He's had a rough year. Yeah, I'm looking at his past year. He had 293 last year, 269, 279 the year before that. So I, I don't care if he's had a rough year. He's a good player. Yeah. He, yeah. But Baltimore, this, this season for Baltimore has <laughs> – I think they kind of expected it, but I don't think they expected no, they did, they, it. Yeah. No, they did not expect it to this magnitude. Yeah, what are they, 42 games back now? <laughs> they're, they're 40. They're 44. I don't know why well, they might have been an off day today, but they're 44 games back. Or 44 games oh under. Oh, my gosh. 142 back of first. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that has to be – are they the worst record in the – they got to be the worst record in the league. Yeah. Them are, them are the Royals. I mean, Camden Yards – is was a ghost town, and the and it was the Red Sox coming into play. I mean, obviously, yeah. Hey, I watched some of those games. Those games were they didn't have anybody in the. Granted, it was raining, uh, so that, I mean, you got to give them my, that a little bit. My banger of a meme came through. Oh, oh yeah. is that what that game was from? I thought that was just some random thing. No, that was that was one of the games. Oh my so, gosh! The old dude chilling in the in the one of like the right center field bleachers in a section all by himself. You think he would have just moved up, right? If if you're a fan going to a game and everybody leaves, are you moving no, that up? Dude, that dude's got to be happy as a clam. He's sitting sitting in his own section. And you can tell he's just like sprawled out. He's probably got a beer and a hot dog. That dude was probably tanked for that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't yeah, care if it rains. Like, he's like, what can I do? I live like, in Baltimore. Oh, the, Orioles will pay me to go. Yeah, the Orioles will pay me to go to a game, so might as well. Yeah, but it that's they are not making any money. That's got to be bad. That's one of the things I think they were trying to talk about this year with the attendance issues going on in the league. Well, not for you know, not for big, big sports cities like Boston or you know, LA and whatnot, but Baltimore, the, the, uh, freaking Miami, they don't have anybody in the stands ever. Well, it's the same with the Rays, and I mean, they just they, think about it, you could get away with throwing a roster together of 25 people, 25 guys, and you're probably I, – I mean, thinking about the Orioles last year, you're probably giving five or six of them big-time deals, and the rest of them are getting probably under $2 million a year. That's not that expensive relative to jersey prices, ticket prices, concession prices. Um, I mean, it's still, it's still hard for a baseball team to lose money even though – um, even though you're having a terrible year, just because you play so many games at home, and they have some. <laughs> okay, you put these players on a team. You think you're generally going to have a pretty well hitting team? Let me just name them: Adam Jones, Trumbo, Chris Davis, and then you have Jonathan freaking shoot. Scope. 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 His name is Scope. Oh my goodness! I've been calling him Shoot for yeah. like my whole entire life. Yeah, I thought it was too. But you, uh, you hear those names, and you think you're about to have one of the best hitting teams, and they're garbage. Chris Davis well, hit no, they, 153 they, of the year. Yeah, I mean, obviously not a good year for any of those guys by their standards. Um, Adam Jones probably a career 300 hitter, and he's hitting 277. Yes, yeah, um, and one of was one of the top prospects in the league um, a couple years ago, and. Obviously, it's just it hasn't gone their way in any sense of that word. Um, Bo- but Boston almost came back in this ball game too. Yeah, and then Mookie decided to rip a hundred five mile an hour liner at Shoop in in the in the middle Scope. of what was 
in the middle of scope. what was a goddamn monsoon. Scope. 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 <laughs> you said shoot. <laughs> no, hey, no, let's um, just no. Nah, he's shoot now, bro. He's shoot. All right, fine, shoot. It's over. Um. Uh, Mick, Mook, I mean, they they played that ninth inning in the middle of a goddamn monsoon. Yeah, no, it was like like Filipino hurricane season. Yeah, and we'll talk about that too. Like it that I don't know what they should have done about. I mean, you can't affect the. I mean, you can't change the weather, but you can change yeah, I mean, what you're doing. Fuck it, fuck it. Game game three was just a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> oh my god! So game two. Uh, I know we kind of go off a tangent there. We do that, but Martinez and Betts look amazing. Martinez smacking two. Uh, really, we don't we don't lose that freaking game if it's not for Joe Kelly because we're up. Joe Kelly comes no or Drew or Drew Pomerantz. I mean, just uh, bad pitching effort. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I mean those because those earned runs went to him, even though they. So Joe Kelly had five runs. Yeah, he had five runs on in that game. So Joe, I think Joe Kelly loses that freaking ball game. We're up three to two. Joe Kelly comes in, and all of a sudden it's freaking seven to three. Can you hear Welcome me? back, everybody. That pause. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. That pause by our super janky recording software anchor. Thank you. Anchor. What happened there? I don't know. I think the, I think the recording just cut out. Well, huh. So was it still um, recording? Anyways, yeah, we're still recording on my. Okay, end. so you held down the fort while I was gone. Didn't yeah. just kick me off because yeah. I was talking shit about Joe Kelly. Yeah, I mean everyone's talking shit about Joe. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so so rolling. In, yeah, go ahead. Rolling into the phantom game that was Game Three. The this game is that so annoying happened. that this freaking all this crap happened with this game. It's no, it's, it's it's the dumbest rule in baseball, and and I'm really mad, and I, you know, because I know, okay, one, I feel like we should beat the Orioles either way, you know, the freaking they have won 29 ball games this year, so, but <laughs> I feel like I I almost feel like they should just chalk this up and give the Sox a win, but like, the whole league would flip out if that happened, you know. I mean, the the with David Price on the mound. Yeah, it was Bryce. And the Red Sox owning a no, I know, but I mean, you don't, you don't know how that game goes for him. It looks like oh, it was going so pretty well. Up. You know how that game was going to go. Yeah, with a five-run lead, it's not like uh, the Red Sox. No, that and that's a five-run lead in just this second inning. Their their bats looked. Uh, you know, f- yeah, I was texting you. It's like it felt like I was texting you every freaking three minutes. But freaking Benny launches one. JD Martinez launched one. And who else launched one? Betts launched one. Yeah, I don't Mookie. know how I forgot about Mookie. Mookie's. His, his yeah. like, I don't know what happened. His didn't even look like a home run at first. It just kind of carried out. But three home runs in the first two innings of a ball game. We're up five to nothing. You got. Price on the mound, hate him or love him, he's a good pitcher. So y'all just need to get over it. That game is over. <laughs> that game is over. Did you see the yeah. picture I sent to you after they called it? Thirty minutes after they called it. Yeah. Yes. You gorgeous. Yeah. Guys. It is not raining. Yeah, the dirt looks a little wet on the on the warning track, but who cares? They can they can get 
you know, kitty litter that up real quick, but the field looks awesome. All right. So, uh, yeah. So I'm going to read, um, I'm going to read a little statement from Cora. This is what he said. And, and granted, Cora has not been upset I, all yeah, year. Never. We've he- not seen him lose his cool or express discontent with the Red Sox team, Major League Baseball, um, the organization of an opposing team. He hasn't been ejected once. This is what he said. And this is what he said. He said, I feel for the team. I don't care about the home runs. We had a 5-0 lead, and we have one of the, horse, one of the horses on, on our mound. It's not that it's, guarantee, it's a guaranteed win, but we know where we are, and every game matters. It happened two days ago. I ran away with two outs in the first inning, and it happened again tonight. I'm not happy about it. And he went on to say, uh, so then he was asked, are you annoyed they started? He went on to say, I'm annoyed about the whole three-game series. Honestly, it was tough. Rick Porcello had to wait for a while in a game with two outs in the first inning, and it was a rain delay. It was a tough one, but we'll turn the page and show up tomorrow, and we'll do what we do. So he said, uh, they were like, you're upset with how Baltimore handled it, handled it. And he said, whoever handled it, yeah. And he said they should not have started like this. Which I would have, like, if, if it was John Farrell or me up there at a post-game press conference after a two-hour rain delay and a five-run lead being sc- uh, scrubbed away, I would have been. Yeah, it's a guaranteed win. And, the, and every game matters right now, especially when you have the freaking Yankees in your division. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, was, it was atrocious. It was, like, it, was, it was embarrassing for the Baltimore organization – it was embarrassing for the Red Sox. It was embarrassing for the umpires. The whole thing was just a, a goddamn mess. And honestly, like, like if that's Cor being upset, then I cannot wait for him to like actually have something really serious go wrong, <laughs> like some like game deciding call. And when he actually gets tossed, because even in that, he was like, "Yeah, it sucked, but we're just gonna move forward and turn the page and keep on." Yeah, no, he is so calm, which cool, is like, cool, very, very. Very noble of him because if that was me, I would have been fucking. Yeah, he, he hasn't been thrown out once this year. Yeah, I'm I'm just waiting for it. It's gonna be something of epic proportions. <laughs> it's it's gonna be like there's, the YouTube, you know, all the videos you see from the miners of dudes like running on the field throwing bases and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's gonna be there's gonna be like a a bus landing <laughs> the field that impedes Jackie Bradley Jr. from making a play, and they're not gonna call him. Core is gonna come out and just like flip. He's going to like bring up, bring a table out in front of the um, with all of his managerial materials and just oh flip my right God. in his face. I, I, I really hope it's a, a good 10-minute fit, too. I, I hope it's not a quick one. Yeah, because I think, I think now, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes interactions that goes on between officials and managers and players um, that we don't see. And everyone has a certain rap. And so... Um, I think that we're gonna like every, I, all the officials, all the all the umps now around the league have got to be thinking that Core is just like the most <laughs> level-headed dude ever, and I can't wait for him to like actually be pissed about something, and for it'll it'll be like Angel Hernandez or something behind the plane just be rattled that Core is all up in his in his shit and just you know what's funny is off. he he was asked these questions and it, and we're. You know, me and you are discussing right now how livid Cora is, but these responses are just someone who's like just a little bit annoyed. You know, he's not yeah. even really that mad at all. You know, it's not cussing or yelling at anybody. He's just like, yeah, it kind of sucked. But 
And uh, you know what's funny? Like, we haven't heard about the postponement rules. I was looking through it, and it's kind of funny that this has actually happened because everybody's talking about it. I've seen on every media network, uh, Undisputed, you know, all the big ones, and everybody's talking about it. And they just don't make – the postponement rules don't – when a game gets suspended, postponed. Because I wouldn't even be mad if they just suspended it, you know? Well, that's the thing is why wouldn't you just suspend yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense if why you I, wouldn't. I swear, I swear to God, if JD loses the goddamn triple crown <laughs> because he doesn't have one more home run, I'm going to march my ass down to the commissioner's office office, and just lay like a file on Bud Seelig's desk. Okay, so get this. So tell me why if it a game rains out, you know, what is it? It has to be before the sixth inning, right? After the sixth inning, they call oh. it a game, actually a complete game. Um, I think it's the sixth. I, don't, I think it might be the sixth, yeah. Uh, I was also wrong. Yeah, Bud Seelig's too old to be the commissioner. <laughs> Rob Manfred. Uh, um, I think it's a six. So, if a game get rains out before the six, they postpone it and you play a whole brand new ball game. So, tell me why, if in the rule book it says this, if there is light mechanical failure, you know the lights go out on the ballpark and they can't get them turned on that night. Tell me why that game gets suspended. It, yeah, I don't know. Or, or tell me why you force players to sit through. A two-hour and fifteen-minute range. Yeah, play. are you really expecting us to put Price back on the mound after after two and a half hours? Yeah, it's and then and then to call the game and then for it to clear up, just just a disaster. Honestly, we're out of Baltimore now. I think we only have three more games against them, or maybe six more games. Yeah, I mean, we go we go we go back there in August, right. early August. Um, but for now, we're done with Baltimore. Yep. Thank God. Um, it just gives us one more game to beat them. Yeah, and this is um, a good series. I mean, even though these these two series, this, this Baltimore series and then this twin series coming up, uh, it's just kind of a good, you know, even though we're having some trouble here and there, it's they're good games to have for, uh, you know, working on your game, especially our relief right now. So working yeah. on their game, getting them ready for that Yankee series, because I – you know, you, we don't know what can happen over this this twin series, but that Yankee series can determine who's in first place. Whoever you know wants to fight back and forth against each other. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, they play the Royals for four, so it's a tough matchup because I'd assume they're going to sweep. Um, the Royals are so yeah. bad. Maybe the Royals snap. And they them. have to do something. Um, they, they keep losing ball games. Like they're yeah, they're I mean, freaking out in New York right now. The off season. Um, oh, oh, yeah, no, 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 totally, totally. And uh, and Judge just fractured his wrist, which, Whoa, honestly, what? I think Judge... He actually got yeah, hurt off of that, that pitch? I, I saw on Twitter that he got hit by a pitch, but I didn't know where he got yeah, hit. Yeah, he's out, he's out three weeks. Oh, he's my goodness. That's huge. Breaking the news. That is huge. On that, on that. Wow, that is um, absolutely huge. And you know what's funny is every game we win now, I'm, I'm going to be bragging on Twitter. And some dude is going to be like, it doesn't even really count because we didn't have Judge. Yeah, well, they, I mean, we got chirped because we didn't have Mookie when we, Mookie was done, was out for 15, 20 games. And I don't even want to hear it because Judge is not even having that great of a year and is almost leading the league in strikeouts. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, but he's, 
I mean, a lot of things. He, he gets pissed around a lot, and then he tries to force force contact, and that's that's a whole other conversation. But tough loss for the Yankees. Yep, huge. Uh, I'm not. I'm not I, upset. I mean, John Carlo gets hurt. <laughs> I'm not upset about it. Judge gets hurt. I kind of like Judge as much as it pains me to say. Uh, he's a but good you guy. You know, he's not. You you can't. You know, you hate him because he's a Yankee, but you don't hate the man. No, he needs to get his not. teeth fixed, though. What's um, up with these baseball players with terrible teeth? They got millions of dollars. Go get uh-oh. your teeth fixed, man. I'm, I'm saying it. If you, if you have that money, your teeth should be straight and like, not yeah. be able to spit <laughs> yeah. like a son. And I'm back. Welcome back, everybody. Again, yep. that was a pause for our sponsorship, Anchor Podcasts. Yep. For... Station identification. Yeah, pause 15 seconds. Welcome back to the WWEEI Red Sox. Our <laughs> host, Tim Neverett, here with our play by play guy, Joe Pistiglione. Joe, how's it going? <laughs> oh my God, bro. You, you're freaking hilarious, bro. Um, well, that's just, uh, you know, we're still, we're still playing with this app, guys. You know, this is only our second podcast on there, so yeah, we'll so figure it out with Anchor. It, Appreciate the 16 of you that listened to the last episode uh, sticking with us. Uh, <laughs> so, really quickly, I got to go to bed because I got work tomorrow. Um, but, really quickly, Yanks. Get Isn't it 10 o'clock in San yeah, Fran right now? Yeah, bro. All right. Get off, get off, my, get off my case. Um, <laughs> so, Yanks got Britain and J Hap. Uh, yep. But, really, really, really great move. From the Yankees, um, yeah, hundred percent. Really great move from the Yankees going and getting uh, the guy. Those are big moves up too. A um, go-ahead grand slam uh, against the Red Sox. So <laughs> nothing, nothing says strategy like going out and getting the guy who your rival team just hit all, all or hit just hit around. Um, very, very smart from Cashman. He does it again. Um, I will say though, the starting pitching. Pool after the rest. You really th- wait, 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 wait. You really think that was a bad uh, decision? No, I think it was a good trade. I think Jay Happs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know we're all giving him shit on Twitter, but I think those are like some of the biggest trades of, of the year so far. Yeah, no. The, the Mariners, the Mariners are, are now fucked because there's no depth at all. Um, yeah. Starting pitching market. Jay Happ mm-hmm. was the last of it, and the Red Sox went and got a ball. Yeah. Uh, Britain obviously very dangerous. I don't really know why the Yankees need more help in the bullpen. Um, right. Uh, but but he's been he's been very strong, to say the least, in his career. Um, he's battled injuries recently. Yeah. Um, really quickly, I think I, there's not really much more to be said about that. We'll see how it plays out. Um, the Yankees already. You, you figure you get to the seventh inning and you're down or down a couple runs. It's sort of game over. Um, I'd like the Red Sox to have that sort of same um, thing, uh, sort of stigma around that bullpen. Obviously, there's a way to go. Um, Evaldi, I thought, has been um, – was a phenomenal acquisition. Um, he owns a whip of – if I can find it. I think it's uh, .93 maybe. Uh, sorry, point nine eight, which is like fourth in the majors, which is I love whip because he's just who you put on. Obviously, his ERA is a little bit inflated because he's vulnerable to long ball. Yep. But the Red Sox are looking to tweak his off-speed stuff and um, 
have him be more effective attacking the zone with his split change. Um, so that's definitely something to look forward to. Um, I yeah, think- uh, he's getting the first game against the Yanks too, which is kind of exciting for if you're a Red Sox fan, kind of to see what this guy got. Yeah, so I think I think we'll see with the Red Sox having an off day Wednesday after the Phillies series. I think we'll see a Valdi throw um, on. Uh, he's Valdi throw the first game, and then I would be surprised if they um, if they move the rotation up. Had Chris Sale pitch Friday, then went Price and Porcello Sunday night, so Porcello doesn't have to pitch that Sunday night game again. Um, hopefully, looking to mix up the scenery a little bit with that. Um, Obviously, I'm really excited to see Evaldi throw. Um, oh, big news. Yeah, I, I am too. Ebrod, People are talking about him too. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's, I mean, he's got good stuff. Two TJs um, is not something you want to see. Skaggs is the two TJs for the Angels, and he's having a career year this year. Um, Evaldi's still got the stuff. There's no question about that. Um, so, really, really hoping he can dial it in for the Red Sox. He said, he came out and said he's really looking forward to be on a, a team chasing the pennant um yeah that's even doors. he's gonna work harder now yeah, that, yeah i loved when i saw that yeah always love to see sort of commentary post trade like that someone who's ready to buy in um and then uh erod is apparently out of his walking boot and throwing on flat ground um, what's his which, what's his timetable uh, i think it'll only be a couple more weeks now if that oh happens. good i'm excited yeah. to see him back yeah and he's been, I mean, he's quietly having one of the best years of his career. Oh, no, no, hands down, no, hands down, having the best year of his career. Yeah, uh, but not not really that talked about, um, just because he's sort of susceptible to the David Price, Rick Porcello syndrome, which is when they're off, they're very off. and They, give they up are so, <laughs> hey, that that is the, the most true thing I have heard is when our pitchers are off, they're not just kind of off, they are freaking god awful. Yeah. Um, so I think that does it for me, Sam. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, I only had one thing that I want to talk about real quick yeah. is when it comes to war, and this is just a quick thing to put in everybody's head. Do you think war should be the stat to depict the player for MVP? No. Whoever has no deciding factor. Um, I think that – or sorry, I don't think it should be the deciding factor. I think that it should definitely play a part because at the end of the day, it's very in-depth statistical analysis. It's everything in one it's, – it's every stat in one stat. Yeah, but the statisticians that just think they've solved the, solved the problem of comparing stats yeah. um, with that are sorely mistaken because – it favors different positions in um, in the outfield. So Mookie playing right field automatically is a slow start compared to someone like Mike Trout. It doesn't take into account the number of games played. And also, um, it also doesn't really take into account the success that the team is having as a whole. I think that MVP goes beyond just on-field statistics as well. Um, I, think with, I think Mookie's a clear front runner because of his role – with the team, um, him hitting leadoff is huge as well because he's embraced that role. Yeah, and I think best leadoff hitter I, in the in the in the league this year. I mean, he's arguably well, the best yeah. hitter in the league. I don't know what. Yeah, 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 yeah. By far and away, the best leadoff hitter. Um, he's he's on his way to a thirty thirty season. 
Um, and obviously just got a home run taken away. From him. Yeah. But his OPS dipped below 1100 for the first time in what has been the whole year, I want to say. Um, and in his little mini, what has been mini slump. Um, and I'm sure he'll go on some crazy hot streak. He's still hitting like over 400 in his last 15 games, which is insane. Oh, my um, gosh. But Mookie's, Mookie's just doing Mookie. Now, let me ask you this. So, if if war is not depicting – usually, whoever wins the MVP is mostly offense, your offensive – your offensive stats usually depict if you're going to be the MVP or not. They don't really worry about defense. But what war accounts into is – your defensive play. So JD Martinez war is, is significantly lower than Mookie Betts and Mike Trout's war, but JD Martinez has the best offensive stats in the league. So are you going to take him out of the race for MVP, even though Mookie and Trout both have worse offensive numbers than him, but I have a higher, a, a significantly higher war. Um, so that's where it's interesting because any other season, I think JD, uh, JD is still very much in the front running for, uh, is still very much in the conversation for MVP. Uh, I think that because of Mookie and Trout's, um, because of what they add in the field, um, it's hard to put JD in that same conversation, um, as, as them, just because those guys, those guys add value every single with every single step they take on a baseball field. And yeah. Jake doesn't do that necessarily. I mean, uh, he, he gets, you know, he plays, uh, he pays, blah, blah, blah. He plays left field every once in a while or right field. Um, yeah, he plays. Yeah. I mean, either one, um, he's played both this year, but yeah, he's not like he this. hasn't been bad, but he doesn't he's not even bad, but he's not, he's not strong defensively. Yeah, no, but, it just kills the war, and that's kind of where I think war is, is not the greatest stat of all time because if you're in the majors, for the most part, you're going to be able to catch a ball, throw a ball where it needs to go. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. There's, there's a less of a difference between a great defensive player and an average defensive player rather than the difference between a great hitter and an average hitter. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Just to see. And JD's, JD's got a gift at the plate. Oh, my God. Is he, and his swing is so effortless, too. Yeah, it's gorgeous. But that's all That's all. I just want to put a little seed in your head. I think we'll, I think uh, next podcast I kind of want to jump into war more because it's going to be a big thing leading up to the end of the season with Trout's war being, I think, 0.7 higher right now than Betts. Uh, it's it's going to definitely be something yeah, to watch. Yeah, 100%. So that's all I have to say about it. All right. Thank you all for tuning in to the second episode. Yeah, even through, our, even through our technical, um, uh, even through our technical problems. Yeah. Um, we look to be back on Sunday to recap the Twin Series as well as look into the Phillies, who are getting hot at the right time. Yep. Both um, games on ESPN, too. And also, yeah, and also talk about the Red Sox and the Yankees. I hope you all have an incredible weekend, and – Keep supporting the Red Sox, and we will be back with another podcast very soon. Have a good night. All right, yeah, man. You too. Go Sox. Peace out. Go Sox.